You've stopped in at the guidepost. Brought to you by the American Saltwater Guides Association. Stock up on gear, grab a coffee at the counter, and get ready to hear incredible fish stories from the best captains on the East Coast and thought-provoking conversations with stakeholders and policymakers working to protect these fisheries. This podcast is presented by Costa Sunglasses. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 2 of The Guidepost. How exciting. I think we have broken... 75 episodes i was this is a long season tony it's a long season it's a long pretty impressive really it has it's been a long season for me uh on a on a very personal level but man have we cranked out a lot of these episodes for all the listeners my partner in crime willie is joining us today but we have somebody on today and it's the secretary of our association Taylor Ingraham. How are you doing today, Taylor? I am doing well, guys. Thanks for having me on. You look like somebody puts you in a pillowcase and beats you against a wall because you just had a baby. I, I did round so- three. I guess it's baby three round two, but um yeah, sleep has uh sleep has been scarce over the last couple months. So, so, you know, Taylor, every time I talk to somebody, we had a, we had a podcast on with a, a guide who, uh, who had a baby. And I, by the look in his eyes, I think he was lying, but he was like, Oh no, they're a great sleeper. And I was just like, bite me, dude. It's like the difference. It's like the difference between somebody who is a accountant in the Marines and somebody they push out of a helicopter uh, into like enemy territory and leave them there for like a month. If your kid sleeps good, I don't have any frame of reference for you, right? <laughs> I know I, I don't. I, I don't even want to talk to you. Uh, I don't want to look at you. Um, you know, like, oh yeah, my kid was born and just slept eight hours. Like, you're not even a parent in my eyes. Um, you didn't go through what I went through, man. Yeah, so we, I, I feel you, dude. We've had a couple of good days with him, but I've got four year old twins who have had horrible nights. The nights that he's done well, so it's been. Uh, been an exciting couple of weeks like and then on top of that it's like a round robin a merry-go-round yeah. of horror but um, but i think we we have to say tony um you know as as tired he's he might be given his big life changes i think he's also a little tired he's been spending some time on the water recently a couple before work trips we understand he texted me, he texted me a picture of a bluefin i mean a yellowfin like a, a not too long ago and he was telling us that there were, were albies all the way up a river where he lives by the, in the sound in like five feet of water going ballistic. So my heart really isn't breaking for him too terribly, uh, all things considered, but the, the fishing's been pretty stupid good by you, hasn't it, Taylor? Yeah, uh, I, might, I might have made it sound like I've been out more often than I, than I maybe have been, but uh, the, the last few trips have been pretty productive and uh, my four-year-olds love to go. So we've been at the mouth of the Connecticut River a bunch lately um you know albies are everywhere it seems like they've invaded to you know as widespread as i can remember them being and the striper blitzes are getting going there's big blue fish in the rips yeah the fishing around here is about, about as good as it can get right now i think define big blue fish taylor because some people hear that like if you said that in the mid chesapeake bay region people would be like oh he's catching two to four pound blue fish those are monsters uh, yeah. 
not not two to four pounds. Uh, we had a couple of two to four pounders uh, at the mouth of the river, but I uh, I was getting them 36, 37 inches um, in shallow water a couple of weeks ago. And I just was off, got off the phone with somebody today who said that they're, you know, 15 to 20 pounders in some of the deeper rips. So big, big fish. Um, and, uh, you know, the stripers that I've seen so far, there's all, tons of surface blitz activity, but uh, those fish are usually, you know, into the low to mid slot level, but a lot of them are smaller than that, but really fun on fly rods. And I think that's, that's pretty good timing, right, Taylor? Cause you have a, uh, a pretty important event coming up next weekend. Yeah. So, uh, I've, uh, I've hosted a fishing tournament, the Tightline Slam in the Western Long Island Sound, uh, basically kind of from New Haven west to the throgs neck bridge uh this is going to be the fifth year we've done that and it targets striped bass bluefish albies bonito and then spanish mackerel have been around too so we've kind of thrown those into the hardtail category uh it's all fly light tackle artificial uh catch and release and you know, we support the the association and um, really promote catch and release and talk about the conservation the status of the fisheries um, I know a few years ago, the Western Sound one, we, you know, we collected about 45 or 50 signatures uh, to send to the ASMFC. Um, and then this year, you know, commenting on looking tired, I, I made the brilliant decision of trying to launch a second one two months after having a third kid in an area where I really don't know many people um, into the Eastern Sound. So we're, uh, we're hosting that one October 2nd. First and second, um, it's going to be out of Westbrook, but the fishing will be anywhere from Stony Creek, which is down I think, in Guilford or Brantford. I can never remember which one's which. Uh, all the way to Stonington, staying inside Orient, or not inside Orient, from basically from Orient Point through the race and then into Fishers Island Sound. Um, same rules and regulations for it. It's uh, all catch and release. You can fly, fly, fly fishing categories for individual species, stripers, bluefish, um, and there's different separate categories for fly and, and artificial. You can, uh, your two biggest stripers, two biggest bluefish. If you want to go target hardtails, whoever catches the most of those, cause they tend to be pretty cookie cutter size. I learned that the hard way the first year trying to decipher between 27 albies, 24 inch albies, um, which one was biggest. Um, and then there's a slam category, which is kind of the focal point of the entire event, which is, you know, I, I think the best time of year to fish here is now when you've got all these different species, you can go target. They all take a little bit different, you know, different tactics, a little bit of different skills and, and lures and setups. And, you know, you might have to go to different places, but being able to figure out where they all are to catch them and add them all together. That's the, uh, that's the, the, the whole point of it, which is, uh, why I schedule it now. Awesome, buddy. And I, I definitely want to, I want to get into kind of what inspired you to be, you know, to start this tournament and also obviously, you know, part of your commitment to ASJ, but give me a favor, hit me one more time with what those dates are for this tournament. Cause I know there's a lot, a lot going on here and I just want to make sure folks are aware of when we're, when they should be, uh, when they should be signing up and getting involved. Yeah. Signing up the date is now, um, the, the, uh, the Eastern sound tournament, which is the first time we're doing it, this one, it's going to be, uh, you know, honestly, I'm hoping to get the 10 to 15 boats, try to kick things off. Uh, we've got really awesome stuff for everyone who's going to be fishing it. That incredible support from great sponsors. Uh, the website's the www.tightlinedslam.com. Um, the Eastern Sound Tournament is uh, September 30th through October 2nd. So uh, September 30th is just an angler's meeting, five o'clock, come drink some beer, have some pizza, pick up your uh, custom dry bags with a whole bunch of cool stuff in it, talk about rules. Uh, then you fish essentially sun right before sunrise to after sunset Saturday the 1st right before sunset sunrise again until noon 
Sunday the second, and then we have a big after party with food and booze and raffles and live music and cornhole um, prizes and things like that on uh, at one p.m. on October second in Westbrook, Connecticut. And as someone who went to that after party last year, I will definitely say firsthand it's an awesome time. So that was great. Thanks for having me last year, and you know, just thanks so much, Taylor, in general for for supporting us and, and getting the word out about the awesome fishery you guys have down there. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty cool fishery. I think Long Island Sound is, uh, you know, it's, it's, I think it's underappreciated and it serves a really important purpose. You know, I think generally it's, it's kind of a nursery for a lot of smaller fish, but you know, there's some really big fish that come through it. We're, you know, right in the middle of the migration. Uh, the false albacore fishing can be off the charts. Uh, you know, I think people think about Montauk and the vineyard and, and Rhode Island, but you know, those, when those fish fill into the sound, it, it gets pretty crazy. And right now it's very widespread and, and there's a lot of fish around. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it is a cool fishery. It's also something that, you know, I think historically looking back on it, as I grew up fishing the Western sound, it, you can really see how the impact of the stock or, you know, the, the health of the stock impacts the fishery. I've watched, you know, you can watch, the fish that are available go from you know the 24 to 36 inch range to all of a sudden you just get a bunch of really small ones and then there's very few of anything and then you know it really does change year to year as the as we've watched the stock change too um so that's a, you know, that was part of the the impetus for me to to start doing this um, i think the i'd be lying if i said it was anything other than the the two four-year-olds who live upstairs and love to fish but um you know they were really the reason that that i got more involved into conservation and, and thought this would be a really fun way to try to mobilize people who are going to be out fishing anyway during, uh, during the fall run, uh, you know, keep them, keep their minds on your proper catch and release tactics and, and really start thinking about, you know, how they can help give back and, and help protect the fishery for the next generation. So did you Taylor, I don't know if you caught it, but on, uh, <clears throat> on social at the end of last week, it finally clicked with my kid how to double all. Oh, I missed that. That's a big day. Was crushing it to the point where you know i'm not a big social guy i just kind of share you know stuff with the association or fisheries conservation or if aj catches a big fish that's about it you'd have to go back eons to see a picture of me with a fish um and uh man it just clicked in his head and and i know i know your two twins how important they are to you you're always sending me pictures of them with fish and um man that's a that's a good day that's a day that you're going to look forward to you know in the next little bit uh when one of those little dudes picks up a fly rod and just gets the timing down and belts out like an 80 foot cast you're gonna be like what just happened and like the pride in his eyes oh my god you know it's it we we got to keep this stuff around right so stories the same that we hear probably of like half our podcast guests that are like well yeah you know i used to just kind of fish and not really think about it and it was fun and then i don't know had a couple of kids and they liked fishing and next thing you know i just wanted to save it for them because i kind of see everything going away so um you know you basically organize this tournament it's been a huge fundraiser for the guides association you know can't even begin to thank you enough and um you know, hopefully we've connected you with some with some awesome sponsors. You had plenty on your own. But we want to obviously want to see this thing grow and develop. And uh and this year I will be going to the second one, the the more established one, 
and my fishing partner will be no other than Blaine Chocolate um of of uh of game changer gummy minnow fame so if i can just throw the gauntlet now um down upon the rest of the boats um to say good luck boys and girls (laughs) because two hillbillies are pointing the wagons north and driving up (laughs) to connecticut um you know just go easy on us we're used to you know, we're we're not used to that kind of fishing and a lot of smallmouth and muskies and the occasional striper for, for me and Blaine. So I just asked the crowd to go easy on us and we'll just hope for the best on the outcome of that event. So Yeah, I'm not sure there's a whole lot of sympathy gonna be handed oh, out to your goodness mate. gracious. <laughs> I don't know which end of the I don't know which end of the rod to grab, and neither does my friend Blaine. Um Yeah. And your so, and your captain your captain doesn't know where fish live either. Yeah, so. yeah, no, nope. We don't. We are we are just blind mice bumping into walls. Um, but you know, hey, whatever. Everyone's got to take one on the chin um, for conservation. That's what I always say, Taylor. So you said uh, you said you've been fishing recently. I saw a picture of you with the tuna fish. Um, how about the boys? Have they caught anything cool lately? Uh, yeah, man, we've had uh, these schoolie blitzes have been a blast, but it's crazy. They've been super picky. Um, my kids are, they have not graduated yet to the double haul or even a fly rod. I bought those, you know, those like little Reddington practice rods with a yarn and they've broken them into four pieces. So we're not quite there yet, but, um, I think it's just a message. They want to, you know, they've made a travel rod, right? So they want a more of a destination <laughs> yeah. in your backyard. Yeah. Oh, dude, we just, we watch, uh, the only thing we watch on TV is YouTube fishing shows. Um, it's the only thing they want to watch, which is, it's the best. <laughs> I think my wife's about to pull her hair out, but um, I'm enjoying it. But we, uh, yeah, we've been getting into the uh, the stripers pretty well. They've been throwing these little plugs on like 30 inch Sepco rods and just crushing, wearing out the schoolies. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's been the big focus for us. Uh, I've been trying to get a, an Albion on, not their rods, but just so they can see it. But, uh, yeah, it would, it would be fun to watch the real explode, but I don't think it's going to be very successful, um, in the long term. Well, I'll tell you, man, even like a, even a jacked up giant bluefish, man, like just to have them fight something that's like bigger than them and they're you know, they're pretty young little guys. Um, that's man, that's the stuff that like those memories will never fade. Like, you know, the memories that you're making with your boys right now. Um, yeah. It's uh, I'm, Mac landed like a, a slot size striper on his rod uh, a couple last weekend. And uh, I was, he kept just reeling and cranking. You hear the drags like going while he was reeling. I was like, you got to pull up and reel. And I got a video of him just saying up, then down, up, been down as he did it for like took like eight minutes i revived the fish for longer than he fought it but it was it was pretty awesome um and then he caught a you know 20 inch fish yesterday because it's just a little guy it's like mac you're like 38 inches tall and this fish is 20 inches let's, let's pump the brakes a little bit he's already he's already getting picky man he's already, yeah. already taking shots at watch, the yeah exactly you can't set the bar too high this early right it's yeah, it's it's getting a little little scary. He asks I mean, me every time he gets a fish if if I've ever caught one of those or if my fr- and if I say yes, he says, "Well, have your friends never catched one of catch one of those before?" It's like, yeah, they pro- they might have. But. You know, um, man, it it totally changes everything when you're a dad and and your and your kid likes to fish. Like, 
you just don't care about too much anymore, right? You just you're just kind of like a little support system there for years, making untangling stuff and making sure nobody gets a hook in their head and you know, uh just kind of enjoying every moment. And um and then you get then you'll go to like the next level where they'll be like driving the boat and and kind of fishing on their own and maybe even like picking a spot. And then you find yourself just sitting back and watching even more. Cause you got like this, this good little fisherman that you have all this water under the bridge with. Um, that's kind of where I'm at right now is like, I, I can leave them alone and just walk, you know, do my own thing. But I, you, you have a, I have a tendency just to kind of like sit and watch because you, you think about how far they've come in all of that time. And it's really, I mean, it's really something special. And I, that's why we all do what we do. Right. Because like every, every parent should, have that opportunity to watch their kid get confidence and grow and develop and, and, uh, and, and learn that, you know, not everything comes easy and, and you're just kind of when you're out there, you're just part of something like you're just a little bitty thing participating in this, this whole big crazy world that's always going on. Um, and, you know, I'll tell you, we, we appreciate this tournament, um, more than, you know, we could ever, we could ever even begin to describe i mean when we were in a little itty bitty association years ago in the first year you know uh first year you decided to support us that the money from this tournament and the conservation minded anglers in the community i mean it got us over a hump and it and it'll always get us over a hump um you know and and you look at you look at how we've grown and developed as an association with the albi project the victory on stripers what we're fixing to get into with redfish um, you know, all of these things, uh, you know, it was, it was people like you that, that kind of believed in us and breathed life into us. So I would just, I would just say anybody who's listening out there, don't, don't, I used to run tournaments, man. Don't do this to Taylor. Do not wait till two days before the damn event to make sure the weather's going to be just right. Cause you're so particular. You can't go out if it's bumpy. Um, just go on ahead and sign up now because it's, uh, you know, it's, it's events like this that enabled us to hire Willie, enabled us to do projects, enabled us to really be a real association. So it's time to kind of step up, sign up, give back, um, participate in this. It is a, it is a top notch five star uh, event from top to bottom. Um, you're certainly going to have a good time. I cannot promise you that you're going to win. Um, so I'll, I don't want to, especially the one that you're pushing, right? Tyler? I just want to, I just trying to set expectations, Taylor. I'm just, I'm only trying to set expectations. You may not win, but you know, it's like, it's like the lotto, man. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta put that money down and you gotta play and you never know, man. Lightning can strike, uh, probably ain't going to strike on the second tournament. Um, but you know, whatever I, I digress, uh, again, I'm just, what, what I'm trying to do is invigorate people just cause I want to make them mad. So they'll actually sign up and then try to beat me, even though I'll break their hearts. Um, but you know, whatever, I understand if you don't want to sign up and you don't want to really want to, you know, pitch yourself against, uh, you know, whatever. I understand. Yeah, it, I understand. It's, um, you know, it's a. It, I was reverse a, psychology, Taylor. I don't know if it's working. I'm gonna write a book on that. I'm so good at. 
listen, I'm so good at doing, I'm going to write a book on it. Just don't buy it. Don't I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll let you know how it works the next couple of days. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, you know, I, I, I've been lucky to be a part of the uh, working with you guys since, since you since it got started. Um, and, you know, I think when I set out to do it, I, I wanted to put together an event that, you know, kind of appealed to everyone and, and really, uh, tapped into the power of community and the power of an event. Uh, you know, I always found that if you, if you get a whole bunch of people together and start talking about something that everyone can get behind, which, you know, more fish in the ocean is not a hard thing to get behind if you're a fisherman. Right. So, um, you know, we, we put together an event. I obviously have young kids. A lot of my friends have young kids. It's family friendly. Uh, the after party is open to anybody who wants to come down. Um, we've got again, raffles, food, drinks, um, We'll have some music and, uh, you know, it's, it's really come together as a, as a fun event. The fishing is, you know, there's no night fishing. I want to keep it competitive. It's, it's, you know, it's set up in a way that, you know, you don't need to go out and have the best weekend ever as far as catching a million fish to win it. Right. If you, if you go out and target a couple of fish and, and land one or two nice stripers or bluefish, you've got a really good chance of going home with something cool. Um, and again, as you know, as Tony mentioned, and you guys have been very helpful in this, we've got great sponsors who, you know, give for us some really awesome prizes. And I've, I've committed, you know, I can't, I cannot explain how many hours it takes to put this stuff together, but, you know, I, I want to make sure that everyone, whether you win, lose, um, you know, even get out on the water as much as you wanted to, if, you know, if you're busy, you, know, you, you get a lot of value out of this. Um, and then at the end of the day, we're able to donate some money, you know, to, to you guys, um, you know, the best cause out there in terms of, you know, fishery management and conservation. And, you know, we all talk about it and we've really started to build a good community in the Western sound. Um, and I, you know, I'm hoping to do the same thing here out East where, you know, right now I don't know as many people, but, you know, I've, I've talked to a bunch of people lately we're starting to get some good support and uh i'm looking forward to building that that event too but you know the inaugural event is the best one to win there's there's you don't you don't know who you're competing against and uh it's just going to get harder and harder as things go on pretty soon uh, blaine's going to be fishing with tony every every event so you know uh the, man i some of the tournaments that we've run in the past man you know first year there's 15 or 20 guys and it was and we had a great time and 15 years down the road, there are 250 or 300 anglers. And, you know, maybe there's 10 of us left from the original tournament. And we all look at each other and we're like, damn, we liked it better when it was small. You know, this is like, you know what I mean? Like, you're like, you're like, what have we done? So, um, yeah, I yeah, mean, I the camaraderie is there and, and the, all joking aside, I'm just joking. I don't, don't send me nasty emails. I won't read them. I got enough, I got enough strife in my life. Um, so, uh, I, I think the coolest thing about these events is the camaraderie and the, fr the long-term friendships after, after these things run for a couple of years, you find new fishing partners and, and you find, you find networks that, you know, can you help them and they help you and make you a better fisherman and, um, and, and, you know, make, make things a little bit easier. You know, if you don't have seven days a week to be on the water and you got a, you got a job that could be crushing your soul and you just want to go out there and catch a couple of fish. Um, so totally. there's a lot more to it than just raising a, a trophy and, and saying you won something it's it's about being like you said growing that community and being part of something bigger than yourself really and, you know i i i could not agree more and i, I honestly i just looking back at this weekend i i talked more with people who i met 
in the first, second or third tournaments, you know, about the fishing and about, and I, I connect with them just as much as I do some of my best friends. Like maybe because I'm, you know, less tired of my friends or that, that I am of my friends. Um, but it's, uh, you know, exactly what you just said. A lot of us, I, I work, you know, seven days a week and I, or six, five days a week. And I, you know, I don't get out as much as I'd like to. So it is nice to have a network when, when it can help. Um, and a friend, a guy who I met in the tournament who came and fished it kind of blind a few years ago has now fished it every year, just texted me asking if there were albies around here. And I said, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's probably worth a drive to the area. Um, and so, yeah, we've, we've, we really, really have built a good community and you know, it's amazing to me how I've watched on Instagram guys who met at previous tournaments fishing together, um, now, which is, it's cool. And, you know, we all are, you know, they're, they're, we're all on the same page. I know that the vast majority of recreational anglers, I think, are, are kind of on our side as far as, you know, how we should be managing these fish. And um, this is an opportunity to, to not only connect with like-minded anglers, but also help support the cause and support the, you know, the groups that are, are really doing a lot of the hard work. Well, we thank the heck out of you, Taylor. And, um, and y'all, tightlineslam.com, look at the calendar. Look at the registration. If you are in the area, uh, I would strongly recommend participating in this event. Uh, it is fun as heck. It's a whole bunch of good people trying to do good things. And normally, that that equates to a good time. So we got the fish are there. We don't have to worry about that. Now we just kind of keep our fingers crossed. That big old storm looks like it's hanging a right turn. Uh, and looks like it's heading out to the middle of the ocean. So that ain't going to muck up your day. And, uh, you know, just, just keep our fingers crossed. It's not too bumpy over the weekend. And, uh, and hopefully I will see some of y'all listening to this out there, um, to, to fish the tight line slam and go to the website, register today. We thank everyone for listening and, uh, and we hope to see you in a couple of weeks. We appreciate the time, Taylor. Thank you guys. Appreciate everything you do.